0: they're like we are neither yellow nor blue or we are whatever is the most convenient for me to get to my whatever they
1: call
2: that third culture third culture kids
1: yes yes
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so if are if, you a,
1: are you a missionary kid?
2: Yeah, yeah, I grew up in Costa Rica. Yeah, literally 30 years. I mean, so most of my mm-hmm. life I lived there. Third culture is different, and it's in a lonely place. Our head of Swapka school is almost third culture, almost, but her kids are definitely third culture.
1: Yeah, our head of school grew up in Brazil. Okay. Yeah. In the
0: oh really? Yeah,
1: Mr. Sh- yeah, he grew up in the in the jungle.
0: I did not know that his
1: parents were missionaries.
0: He is. He know, I really yeah. like him. And I never know why. Like, sometimes, you know, you like people, but you cannot put a finger on it. He he and I have, I have had some conversations that have intrigued me. I don't know him. Clearly, i have it's their, not.
2: It's their culture. I mean, that's something attractive. And I think that's one of the reasons our friendship is, is strong. Oh, yeah. Is because there's this, when she talks about India, I feel like I'm home. Because the cultures, they speak different language. But the culture is so similar. I'm like, how did this happen? I
1: um, grew up in Wyoming. Does that count? Sure. Yeah, that's another country for sure. <laughs> <Not with> the, <laughs> There's only like six people. The horses. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. On I mean,
1: Saturday I mean, Saturday Night Live this past Saturday, they did a skit at the news. It was a couple from Wyoming. You know?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I'm curious about um, when you're at the table, this mid-rash experience, what's the most surprising thing that's come of it? Because if you're talking about the, the margins and that's where the 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 tension and the conversations come in and yeah. the learning there's got to be something that distills that down into like a, like common ground and I'm, I'm curious if there's anything surprising that's come from one of those sessions right so just
1: to finish so we have a large muslim population also okay okay and then we have a few jewish families i wish we had more um yeah. because i've really grown to for uh, i've developed a deep appreciation for uh for judaism as christianity's roots yeah, yeah. Um, and then, nope, like well, there's one family right now I think says they're Buddhist, but I don't know if they practice, you know, in terms of the five majors. Right. Um, but I think the largest uh, population of students is the nuns. Yep. And that's N-O-N-E-S. Yep. Families who, we don't go to church, we don't, you know. We, Those we, are the ones I've met. We can take it or leave it yeah. if, if we're sending our kids to a prep school. Yeah. Um, you know.
0: you know, and so I... the
1: tension has been uh, is when those kids really f- feel freedom and I want them to to raise the questions or, or share the thoughts that they're really having mm-hmm. in reaction to biblical stories and religious I love studies. that yeah, that's, yeah. that's awesome and it doesn't always happen I think they're again because they're sort of compliant mm-hmm. you know they're rule followers
0: they're good kids man yeah. I think well, we need safe. good kids they probably
2: don't feel safe enough to raise those questions
1: right if i say if i don't followers. if i say i don't believe religion in right. this place it makes me an other right sure. and i don't say that again if if i say i don't really buy into religion at a religious school
0: right right, right it right. makes
1: me a particular kind of other um yep. i've seen the tension with our muslim kids um
0: i think that's probably a higher I, I want
1: them to share more about what their tradition you know
2: is well especially thinking about judaism and islam talk about that's a tension anyway and then you bring christianity into it and depending on the tradition yeah it could be really bad tension right because there's that odds of misunderstanding they've never sat at the table
1: right and there's this sort of uh like already kind of like um i want to call it ambient I, I use that word too much because it's kind of it's like the water the fish swims in science yeah Science is everywhere, and it's a part of the water that our kids are... Even our religious kids are swimming in. Um, Okay. There's a scenario I like to present to them sometimes. I say, it's a hypothetical. and Hypotheticals are really dangerous um, because most of life is complicated, and hypotheticals aren't. And I say, okay, if you um, or someone you love were really sick, and you had to choose either between having... Um, A group of people who were earnestly and authentically religious praying for you. Or the best medical science available. Which one would you choose? That's so bad. And the kids are like, oh.
0: You know, being a physician, I I don't think I would. That's funny. Being a preacher.
2: Is C not an option? That's
0: What? (laughs) What? You know, A, B, C? (laughs) You know, those, actually, I have um, I have uh, grown up in a country where we have two thousand years of uh, traditional medicine called Ayurveda, and growing up, my grandfather was a conventional physician,
1: uh, like Western medicine, Western kind?
0: medicine physician. But I had I was really sick a couple of times, and he took me to these crazy. So I had hepatitis. Mm. And he and I was not getting better, apparently, because I remember him taking me to someone who was doing complete crazy stuff. Like he put some chalk on my hands to get rid of my hepatitis. And I knew my grandfather was um, a sane physician. He was a beloved, charismatic, highly successful primary care physician. But he knew... He knew that there were other things, and I had asthma as a child, so he took me to a homeopathic doctor, and I got better. So I don't have any asthma. I had a bad asthma exacerbation in fourth grade, and then it was gone. So Mm. did I grow out of it? What
1: was the the solution?
0: Homeopathy helped, homeopathy, which is a German... uh,
2: that's kind. A, and that's more medicine though. It's it is more, medicine, but
0: it's still kind yeah. of like, like this complementary medicine, yeah. which is not the pure science of like, um, like, like there is this other, we have this conventional box, there is this spiritual box. And then there is this other medicine box that is, could be like, oh. so big that other box, which I'm really curious and interested in is, is so big and so fascinating. And it is some crazy
1: like the chalk, whatever type. Yeah, so I, I'll i try to tell this story quickly. When I, this was, I was in my late 20s, and I was living in Dallas, and I was having bad allergies. I mean, horrible. Yeah. And I was taking all, you know, the Sudafed, and all, and I hated it, because it just left me fuzzy, you know, mm-hmm. and I was complaining about this at, t- at church my first job as a youth pastor and there was a woman in my church and um i think it's important to say she was kind of blue collar she wasn't college educated and she said you need to see my herbologist what yeah she said she's from oklahoma she comes down here she's got you know and and, uh, and I, I, would, I i was desperate yeah so i said yeah sign me up so i went to this lady and she does um it's a diag- diagnostic approach, like sort of like you use your grandfather, right?
0: My grandfather was yeah. conventional, but.
1: But he, he took you to this homeopathic. He took me
0: to all kinds of things.
1: So the way that they would diagnose is by looking at the eye. And somehow the eye is a map of your, of your internal yeah. immune system. So she did that I was like, okay. And then, um, but then it was that it was asking. She wanted to ask my body what it wanted. Mm. to help it. And I'm like, okay. Now we're getting skin kind of strange. And the way they did it was you put your arm out oh, yeah. and, the, and they drop your arm. And there would be these immune supportive herb combinations yep. sets. Yeah. And you'd put it up on your body and then she'd push down on, your, on my arm. And so she's okay. And she said, how's that one? I said, okay. And then she finally put one up on there, on my, up my body and my arm just went, it just dropped. Yep. I was like, Whoa. I said, did you push harder? She said, nope. Oh. So we went through a series of those until she finally said, I think this is what your body is saying at once. So I wrote the check. This <laughs> is back when you wrote checks. Yeah. It was like 36 bucks or something for, and I went home with my, my set of herbs for my allergies. And my wife, who is the daughter of a Western medicine mm. gastroenterologist, um she said Ugh, are you supposed to like bury a chicken in the backyard <laughs> and, 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 like tie a ribbon and, oh and goats go hair and I and I said well I in four or five days I'm gone yeah I was cured now it could have been psychosomatic
0: it could have been your fate
2: all I know is I wasn't uh and when I was growing up, we did the same exact experience with the herbs and the arm and the, it was, it was a little unsettling. It's unsettling because you're really trying to, and your arm falls and you're like, oh, and then you take it and it yeah. actually works. You're like, okay, my kids had asthma just like yours in Costa Rica. And we did a homeopathic thing and it fixed it because they had us, they had us on inhalers and stuff. There was just too many things. So I was like. I'm willing to try anything with them, and sure enough, the yeah, homeopathic yeah. path. There's a German doctor in Costa Rica there 20 years, and she's now just released a whole homeopathic. Um, I need to line, find her. And people are swearing by it. It's just a long process, though. You know, this this homeopathic stuff. It's on the DNA level or on the on the it's molecular called, level. I
1: sometimes I've heard it referred to as, um, jokingly, as there's a level of woo woo. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And if he's a medium, woo woo right well and i and my wife did not like it at all because after i got married it's like oh you need to go see this guy it's up in washington state i think he'll fix your problems and it really unsettled her like she started crying she did not like it because it was the same he never even touched her she just held that stuff her arm fell and she's like Ugh. i mean she just she thought it was like some supernatural voodoo or something she just did not like it yeah um, you
0: know uh, this is so crazy this is we agreed i did not think we would get here but i think we are here and um i want to share this this crazy stuff because i had because
2: uh, <laughs> it's what makes life that's what we do <laughs> it, makes, it makes life interesting. okay so our podcast is about mind and soul yeah so we do a lot of talking about the way our brains work but also how our soul works with the spiritual nature so swadna brings her experience with the 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 mind body but she also is the soul she has a lot of spiritual experiences and then i kind of bring mine and i'm i dabble in the mind but so anyway so what's your experience we're ready we're ready
0: (laughs) i'm not really sure if i uh, if i can say it well and um so so i have so i have been a conventional person and conventional thinker till about maybe i would say four three or four years ago and then i i was just like i have uh, i have just like i just kind of like paused and i felt like yes this has a place the conventional path that i was walking sure. has an amazing like i have an amazing life i have an amazing family i have amazing gifts i am i i work uh, i do i do a job that i love i I, it helps people, it makes me feel good, it's like a win-win situation, I'm not um, having to like do bad things to make ends meet, uh, it's, it's a good, I'm in a good position and yet something uh, I feel, I felt like, I felt like I was, was a people pleaser, I was teacher's pet, I had like, if you look at my trajectory, I had done everything that, uh, and excelled. Like I was excelled at everything that I did. And yet at the, and it felt like I had reached, I'd reached where I was supposed to be. And it felt hollow and it felt empty. And it felt like, okay, now what? Or so what? Or am I really being honest? And of course I was a people pleaser. So often I would, uh, and I knew how to talk to people, right? It's a cultivated skill. I can talk to you and make you feel good. That's my day job so i did that with my friends as well and i did that with my co-workers and i i was like i could have everyone happy in the room and sometimes i would lose myself in in this hectic effort to have everyone happy in the room and it it, i think i paused and i i kind of broke my own mold and i was like i don't know if this is the right thing so it was jarring for my family because Mm. they were used to the sweetness Mm. of me and this was not a sweet version clearly as my mom and dad will tell you they're like oh my god she's lost cause so they were like eye rolling and yeah yeah i see that i see that and my husband was like oh my god and they would like have these side conversations about how do we do this like she's clearly lost her mind a little bit and it coincided with COVID. So so I actually uh, transitioned from a job, from an academic full-time job, which was quite stressful. And maybe it was time to transition, but I was not really fully ready to. Like I loved my job and I would probably would have like uh, held on to it really tight. But something shifted in COVID and then I kind of let go of a lot of things. And so that that initial two years or six months, especially six months, my parents were stuck here with me. We were like mm-hmm. trying to not, trying to like live day by day in first six months of COVID. And uh, my husband and my parents were like, oh my God, what is happening with her? And then a year later, I met, met Ray. And I'm still in this phase of, I don't really know where I'm going. And so some of my reluctance to do the podcast with you was, oh my gosh, uh, is this is not even like professional. Like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like just a waste of my time here, right? Like, what am I doing? Just talking. And um, I really, I don't know if I have anything valuable to say. I really, I really feel like, I really feel that. So I'm just like, so this was initially what i felt when we when we met in june of 2021 mm-hmm. yeah. it was kind of where we started and uh, really i got very attached to ray and christy because of christy's illness it's a very long story and the point is i have talked to people who are, uh, who are like so so one of the things that I did was I consulted a what what is her profession? She was a, she's a she's a lawyer and a psychotherapist turned into like a spiritual
1: like a life coach. No, captain. no, no, no. A,
0: she connects with spirits. So a she, medium, a medium. yeah we talk
1: about that in class. Yes,
0: yeah, so, so <laughs> I, I had my first medium session. Last December, so I have not to- told you this.
1: Yeah.
0: So, see, uh, I. So that's
1: a higher woo woo than me.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: That is above the. <laughs> yeah, the I herbs. see.
2: <laughs> so,
0: so, here is my competitive streak coming up. <laughs> so,
2: you win. I can top it. Yes, yes. No, you win.
0: no, I'm actually not we done. Surrendered. with surrendered. <laughs> no, I'm not done with my story. Oh, so, no. uh, so she, she talked about my past lives. She talked about like connecting. And so I had like maybe two sessions with her and i have this uh, trade that i i'm of like it's very easy for me to become your friend so and i think it's sometimes i feel like am i ma- manipulating you because uh because i i don't know i know i understand you i'm curious about you i'm interested in you i'm interested in the connection so does it really mean this is a real connection or is it just because i have this skill this gift of connecting that i i can i can like it it kind of feeds my own ego so i i always worry about me being like and you
1: don't mean me specifically you mean just a lot of people a lot of people yeah
0: so i i worry about myself uh in the connection So anyway, so she is, uh, so she became, after like two sessions, she was supposed to be neutral. But I could not let her be neutral to me. (laughs) So she like started texting me and I started texting her. And now this was a contaminated relationship because that was almost a friendship. So then I had to drop her as a medium.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You
0: messed up your... <laughs> I messed it up. You messed up the juju. <laughs> but uh, but it, uh, it was super fascinating because... Uh, I know what you're talking about. So in, in my field,
1: particularly in the Episcopal Church, is I've heard it said recently that if you're a pastor, you shouldn't be friends with people in your church. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, there's the, 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 the Celt, the ancient, not ancient, what is ancient? The, yeah. The previous Celtic spirituality, there's a, Idea that sort of came out of that called anamkara, which means a soul friend. And as if you're a pastor or minister, what are you but a, trying to be a soul friend with somebody? Yeah. And if someone's vulnerable with you, you know there's what professionally appropriate levels of vulnerability that you also will share. Mm. Um, I think probably less so in therapy.
0: So, yeah, that's true. But I am I'm becoming a little bit of a different therapist where I would be completely blank 10 years ago, as in the psychoanalytic tradition, which is what I was trained in. And now I'm much more just me. And I have been super careful as Ray can, I mean, I'm a super careful person. So I have been super careful. And at each and every step, I have like, do you prefer me to be like aloof or connected? Aloof. And it's been such a fine balance because patients... 100% of the time want me connected, want the real me. Hmm. Uh, Like they want to see the old henna coming off of my hand, even if it's like a three second connection. They don't want me to be this, this beautiful, perfect doctor who's like telling them what to do and then signing their script and going on to see the next patient. They just don't want that. Right. They want me to be rough, raw, messy and crazy. And I am that, And I've been trying to be that in a professional way. So I'm always that's
1: funny. Yeah. That's a podcast. Is how how to uh, cultivate uh, being a messy and open and vulnerable in a professional way. I know. I'm just like, but
2: but don't you feel that in the church too though? After COVID. Don't you think after COVID that's this she's describing what I experience now too? Because people are looking for the real, not for just the like A lot of times in church, there's this existential, almost intangible, I'm shooting for it, but I'm never going to get there. And COVID broke some of that to be like, I just want real. I want real faith. I want something that's going to affect my Monday through Friday. I don't want to just go through the motions. I mean, that's what I'm experiencing. And I, I don't know if what you're saying is your patients are wanting that they've and always
0: I'm, been clear about it i yeah. have been hesitant because i'm yeah. like oh my god i'm going to get sued for saying right. Right. Uh, t- telling them about i don't know i've been just like i have been so worried because i worry about i worry <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's just me so i worry about doing the right thing non-stop and uh, it could be for the wrong reasons right I, I want to do the right thing but sometimes i i, I do it for the wrong reasons but i'm a warrior so
1: it's a catch-22 you talked about external validation right wanting to please people and yeah that's not yes and that's a that's a fuel that can really power an engine man uh-huh. i mean you can get some stuff accomplished if you're trying to get people's affirmation believe me
0: <laughs> uh- i know um do not be training the kids here i mean kids are trained to to really thrive on that external validation like are you going to yale are you going to harvard are you yeah, top yeah. of the chess competition are you are you beautiful in your cello are you are you mm-hmm. exciting we are not like putting kindness uh awards we yeah ray knows
1: exactly what i'm saying here and you may too i i tell i i don't know if the kids really hear or understand it but i tell them that even for you kids you students who aren't christian you live in a works righteousness world uh, where your value is all based on your ability to do all the right all the correct things um and that the grace of jesus which is sort of the core of christianity um is probably something that you're desperate for but you just you're not in a place yet to hear it because you're you're completely uh immersed, to go back to the fish metaphor, immersed in, I've got to prove. i got to prove, prove, prove that I have value and worth. Um, and for a lot of, I think this is true for all people, that a, a true spirituality doesn't happen until you are in need. Huh. So you need God. Huh. Um, I mean, I know when I was a Baptist and we'd go to these big like, revival meetings at like Falls Creek and stuff, you know, you'd have these preachers come out um, they were trying to convince the kids of their need.
2: Yeah. Well, there's a there's a saying, and you probably heard it growing up, and I heard it growing up, was you need to get lost before you can be found. Right. And that's what they were essentially trying to do, is get you lost and see that you were lost to be found. <laughs> but convince you. you yeah, constantly. convince you that you needed it. And, I, and it's curious how you're telling your story the last few years. I think you're experiencing what everybody experiences, like in a moment of I've done everything right, and yet there's still something missing. And I think you're patient, to be fair to him, in the core of Christianity is sharing faith. That's kind of the essence of it. I know. And Traditional so he's, Christ,
1: right? He's required. And that's
2: what I'm saying. He's, he has this like, I don't know. I don't want to judge him because I don't know him. But there's almost he's like He's amazing.
0: He's lovely. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. And he, is, he has pure heart. Yeah. So I, I cannot fault him no. for anything. But, uh,
2: but it's part of the tradition of, in certain elements of Christianity, to be like, I need to be evangelistic, which is to share so yeah. that you convert um yeah i've learned that that doesn't work i mean we 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 can manipulate someone and i think that's what you're describing is you can get someone to respond how you want them to through your manipulation your words yeah but that doesn't change anyone i mean we even the students here at the school you can have the rules you can have the stuff but no one knows what's going on deep inside and as soon as they're not here or as soon as they get into high school a little more you know have a little more you know gumption and leave home especially go to college it's over i mean you're you're going to be who you are and i think true spirituality or or what i would say christianity because we've we've had lots of discussions about um how i have figured out what i believe in one person um jesus and it seems reckless to you it, I did not say that. No, no, but it's it's more the. Hey, guys don't fight; it makes, <laughs> it makes the kids anxious. No, but it's the the discussion that all my eggs are in that basket, and it's like, really, you know, seriously, like there's nothing else.
0: I never said it. I'm very happy for you.
2: Thank you for the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I actually a, no, no. Done. I know you are. We've had these discussions that you're like, okay, that's I fully really support you. I know you do. I know you do. But it's a. I just but it's know. an interesting like. Um, Perspective on on the way we interpret life, you know, what I'm saying the way we go through life, right. um, because some of it is settled, but I wouldn't say that I don't keep asking questions and I don't keep exploring. And I think there's right. the a lot of people think that it's a very narrow view, which in some sense it is, but my settling allows me to continue to explore and ask questions because I'm settled here. So I I, I think you're on a journey, and I don't I don't doubt that you're on a journey, but I think a lot of students are on a journey. But giving someone the space to actually work through it, like that roundtable discussion, phenomenal. Because it, it really does. You're not afraid of what they're going to come up with, because they may distill some information that's very valuable. Yeah, I mean,
1: my safety bar here is um, when we present something, particularly if it's controversial, like a science, science, mm-hmm. religion, science mm-hmm. know, tension, or, or did this, you know, <laughs> follow humans. This really happened. <laughs> like, uh, you know, um, yeah. yeah. I, the, the thing I always, I, you know, good teachers learn how to do this. You be circumspect. Well, yeah. on the one hand, this, on the other hand, this. Here's what the tradition, you know, sort of like mm-hmm. typically under how they understand this
2: thing. Yeah. And
1: then that's it. Every once in a while, the, the really astute kids will go because it's entertaining for them. Yeah, but what do you think?
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, you know, that's. Uh, but actually, there's also astute enough to know that's a question you don't ask. Interesting. Um,
2: Is that based on exposure? You think, like,
1: well, particularly again, if they sense that this would be controversial. If we could get you know the teacher to say something that would you know potentially not get you in trouble, but just get you, you know. Answering more phone calls some parents and you, meetings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, every once in a while, you get a kid who who if they recognize, if they see you as potentially vulnerable, that they
2: oh, hmm. you know,
1: draw.
2: It's it's yeah. some drama. Yeah. Wow. Um, Interesting. This is good.
0: So you know we are. I think we could go on endlessly, but we need to slow down and pause. We're because gonna have to put
2: this into two episodes
0: we are going part to do two, two episodes two, part one and two but we are going to have to come back like no, no. we have so much more to talk it's like we just started scratching the surface I know. so now we've been that dancing
2: we, now we need to really
0: yes we have just been like we have been a little bit uh, distracted and all over the place today i think it was because we were kind of like just getting to know each other in the space and I feel like I have always had this gut feeling that I need to bring two of you together.
1: <laughs> no, I like this. In fact, I'm really energized by you bringing up the question of, did I use the wrong term when you say, um, um, you know, being a people pleaser? Mm-hmm. Like you had, you sort of hit the wall. I'm really interested in that.
0: Yeah. I could um, see that you were super curious. And oh, yeah. I uh, I have... Uh, yeah I I'm, I'm happy to talk some more. I always have to think about who is the, who is listening to me. like I, I feel like I have I have a one-on-one conversation right now here with you. but I'm also at the back of my mind aware that uh, that this could be misinterpreted right. so easily. Right. Like I feel like the people who don't know me, people sometimes think they know me because they hear my podcast and they feel like they're my best friends like i thought i was your best friend from my <laughs> chapel attendance of 7 years See? <sighs> you
1: were doing the, you were you wanted your points
0: no no you, i not not from you i was just she knew you in a way that you didn't know her yes because oh, i was yeah. present for my children i was not present for you i was present
1: Look, speaking to little kids scares me to death. The younger they are, the more terrified I am.
0: The older they
1: are, I... Okay, then I can talk about nuance and complexity. But when Uh, they're little, I'm like... uh. So
0: So I have been a silent witness of chapel since I I think as as much as I could attend. Like, I have been curious. Mm -hmm. I have been worried sometimes. Like, oh my God, where is my blue and um, is this too much yellow? And the problem then- with
2: the yellow now that just makes my mind go somewhere that probably shouldn't. Maybe if it's green or red. Okay. It's About, give, would you give Christianity <laughs> Like, never eat color? yellow snow. You know what I mean? That's all I'm saying. Okay, let's change the color. But we're, I, we're not, I'm kidding. No, we're, that's fine. Keep it we're, yellow. That's we're good. not aggressively Christian
0: here. I know,
1: I'd I like know. to say we're authentically Christian, but if you went to other private schools in the city that I won't name, it would you would find it to be very aggressively Christian. Like
0: okay yeah. I did
2: well and I think you in in your coming from India culture and then you guys have created a little India even in your homes and then the way you guys well, talk sure. and some of Amaya's conversations with me and I've asked him questions has been fascinating because you guys have kept you want your kids to experience that which is cool so coming to a school like this I, I totally get why it would be scary because you don't know what's going to Brainwash your kids to think completely different than you are, and that's really where that's what education is. I mean, we're scrubbing the brain.
1: Yeah, I used to joke and say I would use the term propaganda in yeah. a humorous yeah. way. Right. Like, what kind of propaganda did you get? Right, and of course, people—it's association with Germany, right? You know, Nazi Germany. the people would say <laughs> that's not funny. Um, no,
2: but in Spanish, propaganda doesn't mean that. It means what the educating. real word means, which is the education or the or your bent or your slant or what are you yeah. trying to sell? You know, yeah. what yeah. are you selling? So, what'd you buy?
1: I'm sell- Look, I'm selling Jesus
0: okay. Okay. to your kids. <laughs> Thank I you. I appreciate it, and I love it. To and be I honest, am. I love it. I support it. Please sell harder because my children <laughs> are not Christian oh, enough. No. <laughs> I I I say that with with 100% authenticity is that they need to be as much Christian as much as Hindu and they are not they are failing in my books here
1: but I try to be I try to do it in a non-anxious way and that's you know, that's good um, that's good I hope they sense that
2: well we'll have to come back because you have instruments all over your room here and do play? oh yeah we should have man we should have had you start with just a I know can you, can Maybe you play can finish, something? like finish the the episode with a little we need to, strumming. like,
0: de-stress with our intense conversation.
1: Um,
2: Put you on the spot here.
1: Yeah, and there's lots I could play.
2: Just play something that is appropriate to the tension, to the mission. <laughs> what is it? The <laughs> to mishresh? the mission. Mishrash. No, so wait, it? what time is Mid-resh.
1: it? Midrash. It's 4.30. And...
0: Do you have to be somewhere?
1: I have to leave here by 5.
2: Yeah, when I need to you? leave. I need to be home by 5, supposedly. Yeah. My okay. wife has dinner, and my son has a concert tonight. So I got...
0: okay, then do we have but time for music? But small, but yeah,
2: I mean,
1: something, something small. So hand me that guitar. Unless you're going to do Handel's Messiah, you yes, know, unless yes. you're going to go some big.
2: thing. Yeah, why well not? <laughs> something oh. very Jesus-oriented, Tim. <laughs> Tim Sean, right? Tim Sean. Tim Sean. Oh
0: that's right, Timothy gosh. Sean. Yeah. yeah. Can we sing? Can we sing something?
2: I can't sing.
0: Come on. Oh, Can I we I sing I some Christmas? Ca- I don't know the song. I wanted
2: to play something just like.
0: Oh different. gosh. Okay,
1: So there's a I did there's a tune that um, I put together at uh, in my 40s, and it was you know how there's some songs like 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 the Counting Crows I don't know if you uh-huh. that when you listen to the song you don't really know what it's about uh-huh. but it becomes kind of this canvas that you can project
2: yeah
1: your stuff onto it so it's 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 probably I would say it's one of those so I could play it and uh, people would go. They, they would come up with some, they would, they'd do midrash with it. They would assign uh, some kind of a meaning, but there's, um, but this what the song is actually about is as I got older and started reassessing what I do, um, I, I was asking the question, am I allowed to do this publicly? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh. Or, or can i only fits ask right in line. or can i exactly only... what we are doing on
0: podcast like i can be privately challenging mm-hmm. everything i know but can i do this online yeah, yeah, yeah. and what who's going to like like i don't know sumi is too too specific but who's... judge you
2: is what you're saying it's I don't kind know. of a, it is kind of a judgment
0: maybe
1: yeah maybe but the operating metaphor is is that i i saw my life at early on as really being around a square table mm where certain ideas um, ran the conversation. And I was being submissive to kind of a set of ideas. And then I said, maybe I'm in a place in my life now where I'd like the table to be round. Um, and that's all kinds of conversations. You know, like the, the conversation between faith and science and faith and culture. and um, huh. So, but. But the song's called October because I was liking to think this was in the October of my life, the fall. Mm. I'm not in the winter of my life yet. It's coming. I
0: actually think I'm in fall of my life. Yeah, that's what I feel.
1: And you yeah. reassess, right? Mm-hmm. So let's see if I can. I've to speak out of both sides of my mouth. Makes me weak. Makes me think I can maintain a fragile peace As blessed are you when you try The table once was set The holy book, it sat regal at the end And the others, they sat right talking past each other Lead you. I'm not as friendly as you imagine. Well, I make it to the Ciao. dramatic ending, but I forgot it.
0: Can you Good. send it to me?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'll send it. I can send it to both you guys. You send, you send, the, send you it? It?
0: the original <clears throat> poem. And... So I
1: I am a music artist and I have a, albums on Bandcamp. Cool. And that song's on there.
0: I did not this know that. This one's on Bandcamp?
1: I know. It's one thing to have the artistic impulse. Yeah. It's another thing to create the art. But then it's that icky part of
2: promoting it well it's never perfect and so that's the yeah
0: so. isn't that everything yeah, that's good. So good it's, it's been beautiful like i don't want to end but i think i have to come back
1: let's do it again yeah, let's do it good. again
0: and let's not wait another year no because we waited i have been tracking you for a year
1: <laughs> i should come to you guys but a problem is I, I ride my bike to school I can get a car. We don't mind coming here.
2: That's, that's I find
0: that. this place peaceful because it's a place for my children. Yeah. So I I, I, I cannot uh, choose any better place. Yeah,
2: that's the first time I've been, I've been here, so it's beautiful. beautiful. So thank you so much for having us. and Great conversation. Looking forward to many more. Yeah, well, this is good. Awesome.